When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, welcome back to According To. I'm Megan. And I'm Sierra. Today we are back with another No Stupid Questions Reddit episode, which I think this is the second one that we've done for the subreddit. So we're getting excited to explore different subreddits. And so if you guys have any subreddits that you want us to explore in the future, let us know. But if you haven't watched the previous No Stupid Questions subreddit or if that was a good episode, I think. So if you want to, if you like this or if you want to jump back to that one, um and listen to it first it's just called no stupid questions so so basically this subreddit is exactly what it sounds like people will go in type any question that they have and there's supposed to be no judgment on this thread um so some of the questions that people ask can be pretty absurd and you can be kind of surprised that people maybe didn't know some of this stuff but that is the point of subreddit um before we do that sierra and i always like to just kind of catch up with you guys talk about what's been going on how life has been recently and then we also like to share our weekly spotlights. So um, in terms of catching you guys up on stuff, I feel like we're honestly kind of in a lull a little bit where like we're in like a very not much is going on phase right now. I wish the weather would get nicer because we did have a treat of like a week or so where the weather was in the 70s or 80s. And I was like, oh, it's summer. Like, awesome. Yeah. And, and I was like, ready for it. I was like, okay, now that the weather's good, like, I'm unstoppable. Ready to go. And now it's like back in like the 40s, 50s. I think in the next 10 days, there was like one day I saw it get in the 60s. Hopefully that, you know, changes a little bit. But um, yeah, we'll me and Sierra are trying to look forward to different things as much as possible. So I've started a list on my phone of like possible weekend trips slash getaway or like ideas and stuff. Um, I can share what I have listed right now. But we for sure, I think sometime early May, so you're not going to do a day trip to Worlds of Fun, mm-hmm. which very much looking forward to just because like it'll be like a pretty simple thing. It's only like a two and a half hour drive for us. So we could easily like drive there. And I don't think it even opens until 10 oh, or 11 yeah on the weekend so, so we, we don't have to get, get there early. right when it opens probably and, still and then it's like not something that takes up like we're not paying for a hotel you know when we're driving south so it might be even just like a little warmer too it might not be like that much of a difference Pray. but um looking forward to that i think it'll be super fun so we're and we haven't been like to more ideas a long time I think the last time we went was with our cheer team in like 2014 or something. Yeah, so it's, it's been, been almost a while, 10 years. But it was fun and we had a good time. And what else? Okay. I only have five things listed. Um, but if you guys have any other ideas, because like that one's good because we don't have to use vacation days. It's an affordable thing to do. And so trying to also come up with like maybe some more ideas like that. But like there's only so much really exciting stuff within driving distance in the Midwest. But you know hey we did that whole little spring break staycation vacation to dubuque and i know some people were like why dubuque and i was like i don't know because there's not a lot of places to drive to and then i also have written down vegas because that's the other one that we currently have planned i am i'm so excited for this i'm getting myself so hyped up um 
I'm just, I have like my, on Spotify, there's like a set list that was like already put in a playlist. So I've been listening to that, making sure I know most of the songs that should be played. And I'm just like, the thought of like listening to them live brings me so much joy. (laughs) And I think it'll just be a fun trip. Again, no vacation days being used. Mm -hmm. So, and um, we were actually, we just uh, went on, I guess, road trip kind of with our dad yesterday. We went and visited our grandparents on his side. And so it's like an hour and a half, two hours away for like there and then coming back. And um, we were talking about Vegas and stuff. And I think he said he went like 15 years ago, but he was like, yeah, I think it's like a good weekend thing because none of us are into like the gambling casino, like, you know, the huge Vegas stuff. And so I think, I mean, for us, it's like literally 24 hours. I think that will be plenty. <laughs> and then I also have Cincinnati because obviously Maggie still lives there. And so my thought with this is it'd be a, it wouldn't have to be like a three day weekend thing, but it'd probably be like ideal if it was. But I also like possibly have the flexibility of like shifting a schedule so I could still do that without taking vacation days possibly. Um, because I would like to go to a Bengals game because I didn't get to do that last year. And then I have two other ones, just New York and Florida, because I feel like those would be the places that you could most reasonably get okay prices for tickets and be able to have a good time in just like a weekend, maybe possibly. So I also, because like something else I thought of was like going to like Mackinac Island in Michigan would be like so, so fun, hard but it's so to. hard to get there, especially within like a weekend time frame, because it's like. There's not a very convenient airport to get to, so you have to, like, consider driving time. At that point, like, my weekend's over. The weekend's gone. And you can't even drive on the island. So that maybe isn't such a great weekend trip idea, but trying to get a little creative with some stuff. What's nice, too, also, is, like, come summer, we have, like, our lake house that we can go to as well. So Mm -hmm. always a good weekend Um, Yeah. Any specific, like, weekend or, yeah, I was going to say we have to do a spotlight still. Weekly spotlight. <laughs> what has been exciting? <laughs> Nothing, not much. Um, my, I'll say this will be my spotlight only because it was funny. And so, um, this past week, since it was getting nice, and then like now I'm like, should we have even done this? I don't know. But we started working on, you know, prepping our yard and stuff for spring and summer. And my dad, you have to do like all the crabgrass fertilizer and whatever fertilizer. And so I was asking for, you know, some inside, insider knowledge of like, what should I do? What order should I do it? How many times do I need to coat my yard in this stuff? And then I also didn't have a spreader or anything. And so my dad was like, I just, I would rather like be there with you to like do it for the first time. And so I was trying to coordinate when he would come over because he's a busy guy, hard to get a hold of him. And I didn't work a lot last week. And so I was like not doing anything during the day. And I was like, if I could just do this during the day. That'd be then nice. that would be better. So he has like flexibility, I guess, in his work schedule. So he came over to our house during his lunch break. And keep in mind, he like was just wearing his normal work clothes. And so like some slacks and like slacks a polo. and just a polo. And so I was doing like some of the fertilizing and stuff. And then our mailbox has been crooked. So he's like, well, your mailbox is crooked. Like I have to fix that. So he grabs like our shovel in our garage and starts like digging some of the ground out from by the mailbox and like adjusting it. So it's level. And he's like, then we have this grass, I guess, dirt spot in our backyard where we used to have like a garden patch and it doesn't have any grass on it. So we're trying to grow the grass there this year. 
And he was like on his knees, like bending down on the ground, trying to help me spread some stuff. And I was like, you're wearing your your clothes. Um, But yeah, I just thought it was funny. I was like, I should take a picture of you right now because this is kind of ridiculous. Oh, here's like, I don't, this will be my weekly spot that I guess. But when we went to visit our grandparents yesterday, um, we came to find out that they have been befriending the squirrels outside of their house. And so they like keep this jar of nuts by the door and the squirrels literally come right up to the sliding door as like they're feeding them and there's like two or three of them and our grandpa was trying to get them like to come inside inside the house he's like was dropping some like right inside the door to like see if they would come inside and our grandma was just like i don't want the squirrels in our house like they didn't but i kind of i thought they were i thought they were maybe going to come inside i took some pictures on my phone i thought it was funny i took a video that was funny so Okay, why don't we just go ahead and jump in? Okay, I will go first. So, first one I found, and this one will need, I think, some context for you because I'm guessing you don't know this. Um, So, the question is, could a vampire policeman enter my house if they had a warrant? I saw this. What does that mean? So, I guess vampires, vampire lore states that a vampire cannot enter into your house or dwelling uninvited. That's the background. Did you know that? I didn't know that. So, that's why I was like why couldn't they enter your house with a warrant so then now that you know that what do you think um i don't really i don't know it's a thought experiment just play along if they had a warrant yes they have a warrant i feel like i need to know more about the lore of why they can't enter the home i don't think it matters like do you consider like to me the question just gets at would the warrant warrant an invitation like would that be an invitation or not i would say yes interesting i would say no because like even if someone had a warrant to come to our house like that doesn't mean like obviously like, they could force their way in but like i wouldn't be inviting them in is that what the lore states i just said that a vampire has to be invited in okay in order to enter your house well, then i changed my answer <laughs> So, then someone else was like, what about, like, if you had a welcome mat? Would that be an invitation? Or not? I feel like if you explicitly said, no, you're not invited in, then wouldn't that be enough to veto anything else? I guess. It didn't say that you said anything, but... So, we're saying they can't enter then. Okay, my first one was... What things that need to be done around the house on a regular basis and how often? And I just thought this was interesting to... Honestly, since buying a house, my cleaning schedule has drastically improved. Like, I think back to living in a dorm, for example, freshman year. And, you know, I'm just going to say I didn't wash my bedding as much as I should have, probably. But, like, now that we live in a house, I wash my bedding, like, once a week or once every two weeks. Somewhere around there. And I've been very consistent about that. And, like, I also feel like we do a pretty good job of, like, every weekend we do, like, a little bit of cleaning going on. So, for down here that's, like, vacuuming the rug, cleaning the counters we do every day, multiple times a day. Because anytime the counters are dirty, which, honestly, in our apartment, we did not do a lot. Mm-hmm. But it was because didn't have a counter we didn't have a counter spray and cleaner. And that is a... That makes it so much easier and more like, uh, I'm going to spray the counter, then I'm going to wipe it down, 
and it makes it just there's less of a burden Mm -hmm. i guess um laundry is always a once a week thing um cleaning the bathroom probably once every like two weeks is realistically how much i I try and do like at least like if it's like noticeably dirty that might be like once a week mostly like my sink gets dirty pretty fast Mm -hmm. but my shower i think i do a decent enough job like making sure gunk doesn't get stuck anywhere and so i usually like one to two weeks like you said for like a full bathroom clean but i try and like keep up with you know like making sure my shower is rinsed off here's this is a hot take not hot take but you know it's a thing where a lot of people will just like stick their hair on shower walls i cannot stand that that grosses me out so much and then people are like what you just like let it go down the drain because you're not supposed to do that either yes i do and i will deal with that when my (laughs) shower decides it's clogged yeah i like the thought of doing that like grosses me out so so much I don't know. Maybe some people like do that and then like they. Well, that's what you should do right away. But like, but then I you always hear about significant just... others complaining about like it's usually like a boyfriend, girlfriend, or husband, wife. They're like, oh, like my wife's hair is just like all in the shower and she just like leaves it there. That is so gross. I'm just like a very like hair is gross unless it's dry hair and it's just like I'm doing my hair like because I shed a lot of hair. So, like sometimes I'm walking around my room, especially if I like don't have socks on, and it's been a little longer than it should have been since i vacuumed i'll be like ew i can feel the hair on my feet and then it's like time to get the vacuum out and (laughs) right now take care of that in our dorm freshman year it was so bad the amount of hair that we had just everywhere because all we had was like this dinky little vacuum and i don't know what is up with the washers and dryers at like universities but hair was like stuck to everything do you remember the towels and rags that we had yes it was gross ew and we don't need to describe no. it but and also this is just like back to dorm life we had to like wash our silverware and like plates and every and dish that we had in our sink. bathroom sink that is so gross yeah and like you don't have a garbage disposal or anything so you have to like try and throw everything out best you can because you don't want to rinse it down the drain that doesn't even have an actual drain it's just like yeah. the little like holes punched out ew I hated living in a dorm. Yeah. You know, um, um, back to like the what house about, like, cleaning frequency. How often? I just did that. I, I feel like twice every a change year. of like the season. Twice a year is probably realistically how much I do that. I think that's fine. And then something that as like a homeowner, I feel like I'm bad about. I feel like everyone's bad about this though. Cleaning windows. Like I have not done that once since living here. There was one time where I tried to like clean the sliding glass door inside and outside i feel like it didn't even like do anything need more heavy duty supplies or something yeah i honestly it's just one of those things you kind of like forget is even a thing yeah what other like cleaning stuff have we not talked about dusting i feel like we do an okay job of dusting i feel like we do that twice a month yeah maybe Okay. I would say that kind of covers most things. I don't think the the older you get and also the more of like the responsibility that falls on you when it comes to cleaning. Like if you just live by yourself, it is you and only you. So you have to say, okay, what's my schedule? Versus if it's like the more people you live with, then you can be like, oh, like that's so-and-so's problem. Or like, I'm just going to ignore that and someone else will take the trash out. Um, 
that kind of stuff, it becomes a lot easier to disregard cleaning. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, yeah, there's two of us, but we do a lot of the stuff together, like have this built-in understanding of what needs to be done when. And like, I genuinely like have just thought more like, it can be easy to push tasks off to like, uh, I don't want to do this now, like I'll do it later. But then I'm like, okay, well, if you don't do it, then who's going to do it? Obviously you could do it, but I'm like, you have to do it. Like if someone's going to do it, you could just do it right now. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you just have to buckle down and do it. Okay. Next one I have is how do I ask this girl I've known for months if her name is Aubrey or Audrey? I've seen her nearly every day since August, and I still don't know the answer. There has to be a way to look this girl up. If you're seeing her every day, like, is this work? Is this, are you in school with this person? You have to have a last name somehow. Or, like, you could say, like, social media, like, oh, like, um, I don't follow you on Instagram or something. Like, I don't follow you. I'm not friends with you on Facebook. Like, like, look yourself up. Or, like, because then if her name, like, for example, is in it, like, listen or you can you can you can add me here's my username and then if they follow your friend request you you'll see your name but or like if there's like again if this was like a college class like you have like the class list of people that are in it look it up like what situation would you be seeing someone every day outside of like work or school where it's like you do not know this person's name i can't think of one I don't know. And if it's at work, like, do you have, like, work Otherwise, emails? there are people saying, like, you should say, how do you spell your name again? Which, like, for if Aubrey. you know her name is Aubrey or Audrey, the like, only, maybe you were wondering if it's an E-E at the end, but, like. The only way is, like, if you have some, like, crazy outlandish spelling. And she's like, well, how do you think it's spelled? And then you'd be like, I don't even know if it's a D or a B. Because then I was like, what if you're trying to clarify the ending and she's like well what do you mean and you're like oh i just didn't know if it ended with like an ee or if an ey and she'd be like ey you're not any closer <laughs> to figuring out if it's aubrey or audrey so i would say like finding some other way to connect where you're guaranteed to see her name written down somewhere would be better or like does she have like a desk does she have or like a name a piece of paper that would have her name on it something else you could do is if you're in like class together or something if you need to like have her email you something or you need to email her something for class then most universities if you were to email her like hers would pop up if it was like the right yeah username if that makes sense what i would do with like if i was ever in like a group project where like everyone like has to like write their names down if i don't know how i'm spelling everyone's name i'm passing that thing around and be like you can write your name down because like i don't know what you're i hardly even know what your name is so Mm -hmm. if you ever have you know something like that come up yeah I feel like work would be very easy to fix. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Figure out their name like emails find their email okay my next one was i get pulled it up just because like i don't really have an answer to this but i thought it was more of like a a question i've thought of that i'm like how do we categorize music so this is what exactly is indie music 
And then I was more kind of like, what exactly is like rock and roll music? Because I feel like it can sound so different. Like since we're in our Elvis era, he's the king of rock and roll. But I feel like his songs are not kind songs of that you always think of as like, rock and roll. Yeah. But from the movie, I'm like, how does that quote go? Rock and roll really, rock and roll is basically something rhythm and blues, jazz and rhythm and blues. I don't know what he says. But it's like, rock is such a huge category. Even like, why is it called it's just rock like, and how roll? do we categorize music? Because Taylor Swift, like, her folklore album is considered indie slash folk, I think. Well, the thing is, if we get back to the original question, indie means independent. Like, that's where the word comes from, which admittedly i didn't know that for a long time and so i think in its truest sense and it's not always worry this way anymore but i think it's like to be an indie artist would be like you produce your music independently mm-hmm. is the true definition of what indie music would be but i think nowadays people just like use it for really really small it's obscure like a niche artists. sound that's like they're not big they're probably not big because they're not being picked up by a huge record company that's like throwing out all their music because it's not like mainstream i just have like a general like i don't know how we categorize music because like when someone asks me my favorite kind of music i say like pop because like it is that's what spotify tells me my favorite kind of music is but i just feel like i lack the understanding of like what really categorizes music into like one genre versus another Mm -hmm. and i think there's a spectrum anyways like, there's, like, hard rock and stuff, but then you... Soft rock. You know. Or, like, the evolution the- of Taylor Swift. She started as country, and then people were like, she's not really country anymore. She's more pop. So... And she has some folk, and then she's got... Mostly pop. Yeah. But I... Yeah. It's more of a thought question. I'm sure there are specific answers. You could look this stuff up. But it, at the end of the day, it's all still kind of, like, subjective and how exactly you categorize music, so... Okay, next question. I thought it would be funny for us to answer. Why are people on subs like Am I the A-hole so quick to tell people to end long-term relationships over mild arguments? This is us. This is us every day of the week. But it's so, because... I have my reasoning, but I want to hear your reasoning and see if it matches my up My reasoning is some of the stuff that you read on those posts or those subreddits is like the situation is so far beyond like my conceivable comprehension of how that would take place or just so like I would not tolerate that or that person acting this way that like nothing else matters if they do that then that means everything else is mute I guess or yeah so my thought is I feel like whenever we go through those posts when it's it's probably just like we always word it too where what do we say we're like this is probably like one thing and like a much larger issue or a a drop in the bucket of like everything else that they're probably doing wrong already yeah i think we usually will say this scenario is not like the issue that i'm worried about it is i'm worried about you and your relationship the person that you're communicating with and obviously we don't have any like we are not invested in this relationship we don't know them so we have no qualms with saying and it's easy right leave. it's easy for us to say like find someone else because I can't see how you're going to make it work with that person. And I feel like part of it too is like we kind of have personalities where it's like if someone crosses me in a 
way where I've determined like that is that's crossing a boundary that I have a hard time looking past then like that's probably just gonna I don't think I'm gonna like change how I feel about that person if they apologize or if I don't know there's just certain things where I'm like they chose to do this and or like I don't think we can move past it this is a very like extreme mindset and like I say this to someone who has not been in a relationship so I know people who have been in relationships where like oh like if you're not gonna make this easy whatever but sometimes I just like have this mindset where I'm like would my future husband do that yeah no or I'm kind of like like, I would rather you're not him have to deal with a person like that you know what I mean Mm mm-hmm so I know it's obviously like when you're in it some people also can be like they I've never had like an issue before and like all of a sudden it's just like they do this and I had like I never would have expected them to do that and then you're kind of like you can't really fault them because it's like they didn't ever see anything like that coming so then do you like see if they can work it through this one issue and then maybe things go back to normal and that was one a one-off experience or is this like a new pattern beginning of like what their behavior is going to look like this was an interesting tiktok that I saw and then I shared it with like I sent it to Sierra and Haley and Maggie and um the TikTok was saying that this person I think it was like someone was reading it from like a podcast like someone had sent it in so the podcast was like reading it and it was this person writing in saying so my husband and I we just had a baby and I like first and foremost they prefaced by saying they split like their finances finances so that she pays for stuff that she wants to do stuff she needs he pays for stuff that he wants to do and needs whatever and they maybe had like a joint account for shared expenses and so she said they just had a baby and their original birth plan was that she wasn't planning on using any like medications they were gonna just like do, try as natural as possible yeah as natural as possible no um, shame in that no shame in whatever way you want to have birth and so then she said after however long of labor she decided that like she needed some help and so i think she did like an epidural or something and they had the baby and then the husband brings the wife the bill saying here's this is for you to pay personally eight thousand dollars on your own i'm not helping and then saying essentially along the lines of like we agreed you were going to do this like as natural as possible no extra expense and then you were the one that couldn't handle the unmedicated birth so now like you have to pay for it because you used the epidural you used it And and my jaw dropped the shock like i can't this is something where i'm like this isn't real this isn't real it can't be real but i mean apparently this was someone's experience and i'm just like how do you come back from that how do you say like yeah because then continue everyone like, in the comments jumping back to our last thing they're like divorce Jump him divorce him leave him whatever i would just be like appalled i'd be like this is our baby so since you're doing literally nothing else the least you could do is pay half. Mm-hmm. Some people were like, he pays all of it. Yeah. I just, like, the birth process is 100% a split cost because it's for the birth of your collective baby. But whoever's giving birth gets to decide how that happens. Mm-hmm. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't believe there was any other thought process that could have been possible. So, it's, like, it's easy for us with no stake in the game to just jump to those conclusions but sometimes, like, that's just truly, like, where my heart's at. I'm, like, because I'm, like, I put myself in that situation. And I'm, like, oh, I'd never put up with that. So then, like, I tell them, I'm, like, you shouldn't put up with that either. Even though it's, like, maybe realistically, 
Like, do I think she's going to divorce this man the second after having a baby with him? Probably not. But, so, like, they probably are looking for, like, actual, like, good advice. Because they're like, it is really hard for me to see myself moving forward in this (laughs) relationship. Oh, you should. (laughs) But, you know, I have a baby with this person now. So, I am trying to look past that. But it's just, it'd be hard. I'd be like, I don't know this person anymore. Okay, how about, this one I thought was interesting. It's not going to be a super long one. But, how do I tell people to mind their own business about my dating goals? I had this one pull up too but i thought it had an interesting deeper conversation okay. to be had okay. the first part i thought like i'm gonna straight up just answer the first part because i'm like what's the big deal um so it says i am a 22 year old male and i only date to marry and i don't go around imposing this mindset on others fair enough we're all like everything's fine so far but when someone asks me if i have a date or whatever i tell them i'm looking for the one and that's all i care about i was like if someone asks you if you have a date why wouldn't you just say yes or no that was my that was my first thought because like why are they getting so annoyed or I just kind of was like am I missing something? I don't get a lot of people like if you're dating to marry like if you have a date regularly like what's the context of this situation um and so then it says so they say I tell them I'm looking for the one and that's all I care about like if someone asked oh do you have a date that you're going on and I if someone asked me that and I say oh I'm looking for the one and so that's what I'm not just going on. on a silly little frivolous date. I'd be like, well, don't you have to go on a date, right, to meet the one? <laughs> and so then they're saying this. The person will get into a very defensive verbal stance and start asking me, "Oh, why do you want to do that?" Or work on yourself first. That stuff I kind of didn't really get because I'm like, if someone's dating to find the one, then like, okay, go for it. Um, what was your? Would you want to so, like, dive deeper into? I feel like this Reddit. I don't know how like this stuff popped in my head but I feel like recently I was thinking about there are some people out there who are like chronically single much like myself and a lot of the narrative that those people will say is like I just feel like no one gives me a chance like I have a lot of love to give um to someone and I feel like the way that they word some of this stuff I'm like you're acting like you don't have like have to be picky or, like, you're, like, I will, like, if someone gives me a chance, then, like, I have so much love to give them. And I'm, like, well, why would you give love to someone? Why would you pick anyone? Yeah. Like, you have like standards. That's my, you have that's my issue. things you're probably looking to check off. I feel like that is the reason why, not just us, but, like, this is probably the reason why many people are single is because the people who maybe show interest in you are not the same people that you have interest in for X, Y, Z reasons because they don't have, you know certain things that you're looking for yeah but like that vocabulary and like when people talk about that or use that kind of language makes me sad because i'm just like you're acting like you're the problem and just like if someone will come along and like i have never felt like i'm the problem (laughs) (laughs) which i don't feel like you should no um i feel like you should say this didn't work because like we weren't vibing together or like that's not what i'm looking for in a partner yeah it's very about you really most of the time or at least like if you think it's about you then like make some adjustments so it's not about you yeah and like don't just offer yourself as like i i think i could be such a good partner like don't just don't be try a partner and, like, for anyone yeah don't be, be partner for anyone have someone like you will be partners with someone and like the definition of a partner is you guys are in it together you're working together you're like providing this give and take relationship for this very specific person and i'm not someone who's saying like you find the one and like that's your one person i don't really believe in the whole like one person for mm-hmm. everyone but i think like there's certain specific people that you could pick out of everyone in the world 
be totally happy with but you have to pick them and they have to pick you and then you can provide that like back and forth relationship but i just think something like the narrative around chronically single people needs to change because then it kind of like people do often think of like oh like what's wrong with you that you're not dating someone or you haven't ever had Mm -hmm. like a serious relationship and i do think part of that is like the internalization of those thoughts of other people is saying like if you haven't been in a relationship and some people are like some people are like relationship people and so mm-hmm. like and like they don't get whether it. or not they're as picky whether or not they're a little codependent like it's not really seen as like a bad thing whereas like sometimes being chronically single is so i don't know they're just viewed a little bit differently mm-hmm. but i think that it's it's still pretty common where people people recognize people who are like codependent and always in relationships too so it is like there's, like there's this negative stigma around both types of people um but i think it's important that whichever camp you fall in it's hard but try not to internalize like other people's perceptions of you or thoughts about your relationship mm-hmm. status and i also think it's important to like not you know judge other people for being interested in your relationships like you know people who are single get asked all the time like right. we anyone just, new when we were at lunch yesterday with our family it's kind of like they're just like a check-in they just want to be like anything new seeing anyone seeing anyone and like it's I not, not said with any offense whatsoever when people ask me that because it's a basic question that people ask how's work anyone like new that you're seeing like just basic life pillars because then eventually like on. what if you've been dating someone for like a year now and they never asked and it's like oh yeah i have like a serious relationship and it's like oh i never knew that so um something else that's interesting too about like the concept of like dating to marry is at what point when you're like kind of seeing someone or dating someone like, how many, quote-unquote, chances does someone get for you to decide, like, this is a yes or no? Because, like, I see some people say, like, the first date's never enough. Like, you, if things don't go horribly wrong, like, a second or third date is maybe warranted to, like, get to better know the person. But I just kind of, like, I have a hard time, like, being like, I agree with that. Here's where I land. Because I think a second date could always be acceptable if something like drastically wrong didn't happen on the first date but i also think that whether we like it or not there's like an instantaneous like vibe that you pick up especially if it's someone you've never met before Mm -hmm. like if it's a dating app date it's your first time meeting them you get within a split second of seeing them and meeting them for the first time like you get a vibe of like yeah do i see this going somewhere yes you could go on like additional dates with someone because like maybe nothing's wrong there's no red flags and like you're enjoying each other's company but it's kind of like this is starting to feel like a friendship and that's not what I'm looking for and so that's why after the first date I kind of feel like you're either interested or not you're either like okay yeah I'm gonna keep seeing this person or Mm -hmm. I'm not I do think that for me like going into future dates or like dating experiences I have to feel some level of excitement because I know it's so hard for me to feel that. And part of that is because, like, I probably have some, like, form of commitment issues and, like, self-sabotage that I put in. I'm like, oh, like, I just don't want to worry about getting into a relationship, even if I, like, do, if that makes sense. And so, to me, I'm like, if I was, like, actually excited every single time this person texted me, every single time they, like, wanted to hang out, to me, that would be, like, a huge a big, a mark good. of, like, oh, like, you really want to see this person which doesn't happen, <laughs> you know? And so, like, to me, that's what I'm looking for. And that's hard to find with, like, dating app stuff, too. Yeah. That's why I would love to, you know, meet someone in real life so that I could actually pick up on a vibe initially, but... But alas. Has yet to happen. 
Okay. Um, is advertising always a waste of time and money? Here's where this made me think of, because I think about this a lot. Um, different niche forms of like advertisement that you see around, I'm always like, how did that get there? Who was in charge of making sure that that billboard sign, whatever, was put up? And is it really like, is What's it their paying on investment? to do it? And so most recently, I was thinking of this in when we went to the Iowa Cubs baseball game with, I, we, we were together and then our dad went and they have all sorts of like advertisers like sponsors. across the field and sponsors and, but then there's like a Coca-Cola banner hanging up as well. And I was just like, who, who made sure that got put there? I mean, like, to be is fair, it, since it's a sponsorship, like you can only like, get Coke there. Yeah. So they have like a monopoly of like, the stadium. Is this part of their contract? Do all sponsorships say like, okay, with this sponsorship, you pay this amount, you get this form of like these advertisements that will get set up or it could be like benches at a bus stop. That's usually like more like local stuff. So like they're thinking, I want an advertisement. I'm going to go put it on this bench at a bus stop. But like just niche things like that where I'm or there are certain companies you're kind of like, do, do you even need to advertise? But like U.S. Postal here. Service. <laughs> yeah. Which I have to say, I love the U.S. Postal Service ad. The one where it's like, to move it, move it. That song. Is that the name of it? I don't even know. I like but, to move it, move it. Yeah. Like, great commercial. I like will watch the whole thing. But I'm like, do you do really you have to advertise? Me? You're the default sender. Yeah. Like, unless it's just... You know, other companies like FedEx and UPS and stuff are gaining such. Maybe we had like a taking so much space that the government's like, okay, we gotta. Maybe we had get budget back in left there. over and whatever that they were like, why don't we use this to make a new commercial? A killer ad. We might as well. Yeah, there's just some things where I'm like, do you have to advertise? Like, I feel like you just are the default. Like Coca Cola, in my mind, they don't need to advertise. Is anything okay. really? selling their product any more than normal anyways i don't know <laughs> okay something to think about next one that i have i thought this was interesting Inter- interesting someone asked how do i become really smart you know those people that are just like really smart like not necessarily people getting straight a's in school um and smart that way but those who just those people that just seem to know something about everything they have a thousand fun facts on hand, and odds are, if you're confused about something and mention that, they'll have an explanation for you. It's not in a specific field, it's just in general. I know that the answer is probably just to research, but where do I even begin? How do I even start to accumulate that kind of knowledge? I feel like the people who are the smartest, well, I do think, like, to a certain extent, there is probably like, a baseline genetic component to how easily you remember things, how easily. It, you have like how much do you have to work to know things or learn things but then I also think that the kinds of people who are really generally smart just have like they're surrounding themselves themselves with like a lot of different information they probably are interested in looking stuff up so then like maybe they're watching like game shows or trivia shows more frequently maybe they consume more educational content as their entertainment instead of like other stuff that's not as impactful or at least like not really going to help you with like a trivia night or anything. Mm -hmm. Um, That's how I think it mostly 
But then yeah. sometimes you're like, like Ken Jennings. Sometimes you're like, okay, What'd how you do, do you know? What'd you like this? What'd you how look do up? you know all of this? Because there's too much stuff in the world to know and you know all of it. So I think similar to you, I think it depends on the types of media that you surround yourself with, which is what you touched on. Like a lot of people, including myself, like to watch and be entertained by fiction. So I watch movies that are fictional. I read books that are fictional. You know, I watch YouTube videos that are usually fictional. Sometimes I'll get like down a rabbit hole on YouTube where you like learn about some niche topic. But I think the types of people that this person wants to emulate, they just are constantly surrounding themselves with nonfiction stuff. So like nonfiction podcasts that might be. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Like multiple different. Yeah. topics that that podcast discuss or like they have a couple different podcasts that they have in rotation they watch documentaries they you know watch like trivia shows who's kind of like always learning yeah and like that's just the kind of person they are so i just feel like if you're not that kind of person like it seems like this person asking the question just doesn't naturally do that i don't think you need to try and become that person yeah like that, that person just is you know yeah. <laughs> it's like, hard they didn't to become choose them. to be this person they just are And, like, they didn't say, I want to become, like, this smart person that knows everything. They said, I want to learn this stuff. I think there's a difference there. It's a good point. Okay. Is it reasonable for a parent to be annoyed at their kid for having missing assignments, even if their grade in the class is good? Yes. I also thought this was kind of, Hands down, yes. I feel strongly about this. I feel like even, like, more so than just this question, it kind of is, like, an interesting thing to, like, talk about different parenting styles and how much, like oversight a parent should have on like their kids schoolwork and xyz so i think the common like reason people say like why should they care if my grades good in class it comes down to basic discipline and responsibility and as a parent you have to be you have to make sure that your child learns that because that is going to carry them through the rest of their life i don't care if they're naturally smart and don't need to study for their tests and exams that they have and like did their book report in one night they're like, well, I'm not going to worry about, like, the weekly assignments that we have to do because it doesn't affect our grade. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Like, turn it in. Do the work. Because, like, half the battle in life is just doing the stuff that you don't want to do. If I'm being completely honest. Yeah. And so it annoys me when parents don't enforce that on their kids to be like, you have to do it because your teacher said so. Like, that's the whole reason. That's the only reason you have to do it is because your teacher said so and you're in their class. Mm-hmm. I also think what's interesting is... um. Sierra and I were kind of like, we just always did what we were supposed to do when we were growing up. No one, like, my mom and dad, when I tell you they did not check on my grades whatsoever, I mean, I don't know if they checked my grades once because I was always concerned about my grades myself and I got done what I needed to get done. And so it's kind of like we grew up without like ever having like overbearing parents in terms of like school and checking in on our grades or making sure our grades stayed where they need to be at because like we just did that on our own and so it's interesting we've talked about like you know with when we have kids like that might not be the case well it's hard because i feel very fortunate in the sense that we gained a lot of independence from our parents i don't want to say they were hands off because they weren't but like 
they gave us the space to say like you do what you want to do because we didn't have any reason to like break their trust so like they didn't worry about our grades because we worried about our grades they didn't worry about our bedtime morning routine because we worried about our bedtime morning routine like they just were like you got it <laughs> and so i'm like that's kind of the like i would love like, to that's what we grew up with i would love to have that love my children trust with them but, but like how don't... do you do that how do you build that level of trust with your kids and like now at the age of like social media and stuff i know that when we were growing up a lot of kids our age were like their parents would know their phone password their parents would keep their phones at night and like yeah that stuff and i thought that was like i was like that's like, so like annoying my parents did that invasion of privacy but i was like well they don't have anything to worry about with me but then on the other end, if I'm a parent, I'm like, well, how do I know that my kid, like, how do I know I don't, I don't have to worry about them? Yeah. And so that's, like, where it's going to be interesting it's when tricky. I become a parent to Because, like, I know myself. Life. So I knew you guys don't have anything to worry about. But it's not the same when you have kids and they might say you don't have anything to worry about. And hopefully, for the most part, I could trust that that's the case. But, like, as much as a parent tries to raise their kids how they want, that's not always what happens. Mm-hmm. So... Anyway, what's your response to the initial question? I also think that a parent can and probably should be annoyed if the if their child is just not turning in assignments because also if the assignments like shouldn't the assignments be worth graded? something? Like I would never understand a little bit. Like I would be the person in school where people be like, oh, like I never turn this in, I never turn this in. But I'd be like, how? Like that was always my. I'd be like, what is your grade? Like how can you have a good grade? If I know that assignment was worth five points mm-hmm. and you didn't turn in any assignments. So, yeah, I just never got it. I never tried to figure it out. Okay. Next question I have is, how do I stop becoming demotivated because something else is coming up later in the day? I always feel like there's an event or, okay, I always feel like there's an event later in the day. I can't enjoy anything else because it might just get interrupted. So I just want to get that event over with. It has reached the point where I am starting to hate Sundays because I have to attend mass with my family at around 5 to 7 p.m. And I'm mostly wasting the day sleeping or just mindlessly scrolling rather than playing games I want to play or doing something else I would enjoy. It is frustrating because it feels like my day has only started, but I need to sleep again in a few hours because I have work tomorrow. I feel like we can all relate I to feel this. Like, yeah. It's like, very, you have like that one thing hours from now and you're like, well, I can't do anything because I have that thing in a couple hours. Yeah. I feel like it's just... It's hard because I think that sometimes people don't like to like overbook themselves, I guess, quote unquote, in terms of like, sometimes it's hard to gauge how long do I think this is going to take. And, you know, we live in a world where you maybe don't have like certain things that you need to be doing, but it's more so like if you had something you wanted to do. And I think that sometimes people don't always know what they want to do either. So then it's like, uh, I don't know. I don't have to do something because I have this later. I think that what helps and honestly sometimes this is what makes me sometimes appreciate weekdays a little bit even if I have work going on I feel like I purposely do try to like maybe have something to look forward to you know and I'm like you know I'm gonna have time to do that and sometimes it's like okay after work versus this is like you have something later but I still feel like it allows you to recognize that you can do multiple things in a day I always think it's crazy when I go on like a weekend trip I'm like, this was a weekend? It just really makes you feel like there's so much more time in a weekend mm-hmm. than you'd normally feel when you're just sitting at home, not doing anything. Yeah. And to jump back to how to maybe help this person's question, I think that as long as you know, like, let's say you have to go to mass at 5 o'clock. If you're at home at 3.30, 4 o'clock, and that gives you plenty of time to get ready for church, then say, okay, 
I can do whatever I want. I just got to be home by three o'clock or four o'clock and then I'll be ready and I'll have plenty of time to do the things I need to do to get ready for my event in the evening. Yeah. And I also think it would help the night before to like even plan like, okay, what do I want to do? Maybe like get out of the house first thing in the morning. Like sometimes it's just the the dragging on and like prolonging your morning routine of like you're in bed. I don't really have anything I need to do. So like I'm going to keep laying in bed a little bit longer. And then you're like, well, now it's 11 o'clock and like I don't want to go somewhere just for like two hours to then come back and then I have to go to church. So I'm just going to stay here. So I'm going to just stay in bed for a little bit longer. I might take another nap. And then you get into that cycle, which Mm -hmm. is what you're trying to get out of. So I would say get out of bed like and have a plan of like, well, it's just going to get coffee or like going on a walk, going to the gym, get out of the house and then either like set further errands or activities outside of the house that you want to do. Or, like, that just gives you time to come back. You feel refreshed. And now you can, like, carry on with your day before you have whatever event later in the day. Okay. My next question is, how come AI-centered features are all seemingly releasing at the same time? We also, like, we could talk about Snapchat AI because I didn't realize how many people were, like, having just, like, straight-up conversations with their AI. I kind of, I haven't, I haven't even touched done anything. It. I saw, like, I went on Snapchat and it, like, introduced me to, like, the ai and i was kind of like no thanks okay i don't really know what people are supposed to be using it for i think it quite literally is such a, like supposed to just be like a buddy you can chat with which but is like, weird i don't really i don't really get the appeal of it i like saw a whole like tiktok thing where people were like i was talking to my ai like it's becoming like my therapist and i was like interesting i haven't even spoken to it it's an interesting what other ai things like you have chat gpt obviously I mean, I don't know. There's, there's like, like the, the AI TikTok AI filters and stuff. But. TikTok filters, and then there's like the art generation type stuff. I saw something interesting that was like talking about how like AI could really like change like advertising in a lot of ways because it was like talking about let's say you have like a recipe that you're trying to share in like a blog post or something, and so like you say the recipe or say like it'll write out whatever but then you also say create like a photo of like some people at like a around a dinner table like enjoying a meal and then like now it generates a picture too of like the icon to click for the link Mm. all in one and it it was interesting it was kind of weird because like now instead of having this um extensive photo shoot for different things to have product imagery or other stuff you like might not necessarily have to do that we're gonna put the stock image models out of a job yeah so what was like the original question just why is it popping up everywhere why are they all like coming out at the same time i just feel like the technology is reaching a point where it's becoming more available to produce this kind of stuff at like the level we're seeing it at i feel like also like as it's introduced it becomes like more relevant and features like that or something that other companies are trying to be like, okay, well, how could we use this? Or like, if it's so relevant, how does it apply to our platform? And then they find a way. And I guess Snapchat yeah. was like a buddy to talk to. Which is so interesting. Like, I would have never in a million years thought of that. But whatever, I guess. Okay. Next one. I actually forgot I had this one tagged. So I kind of wish we would have talked about it at the same time we had our other relationship one that we talked about. So this initially says, how can I help my friend get a girlfriend? Oh, I did see this a little bit. I just, again, I felt like it tied into the conversation of like, the goal should not be to get a boyfriend or like get a girlfriend. 
the goal should be to like find a compatible partner and like i don't know if i hope that i'm explaining like i hope you guys know what the difference i'm trying to say is because it should never be to just like check a box and say okay i want a significant other now like you know that's like and you could say like if you're going on dates and stuff like that can be your end goal but it's not to find a significant other it's to like find you know a life partner someone you want to spend time with like find a companion and to me those are two very different objectives and hopefully you guys understand that anyway i'll read more of his spiel my friend has specifically asked if i can help him get a girlfriend in any way he's early 30s and has never had one before and it's really getting him down to the point of depression i understand that in itself makes it harder to find someone but he goes to speed dating nights and is on apps and is generally a sociable guy I don't understand why he is still single. As to me and others, he is a very nice and genuine and funny guy who has his own place and a steady job. I also think that he is a perfectly decent looking guy. But telling him all this only makes it worse as he just doesn't know how, doesn't know or understand how to find someone. The few dates he goes on are from dating apps and he, has, and he really gets a second date even though he thinks they have gone well. So there's obviously something that isn't draw, drawing women to him, but I'm lost on what advice to give. I know I'm not going to be able to just magically set up a partner for him, but I would love to help him out in some way as I hate seeing him so low. Um, again, I feel like it's one of those things where you can't, like, like no matter what advice I like, give, you have to just, like, hope the right person comes around to that's, that's right place, right time. You know what I like, mean? At the end of the day, it's going to have to be, like, okay, even if he thinks, like, first dates are going well, the other person obviously, like, isn't thinking so, and it could be, nothing could be wrong. Everything could be fine, but maybe they're just do like talking about what we were talking about earlier where it's like you don't feel like a romantic connection to the person that's sometimes all that there is to it and then no second date and so the same thing could be happening here i just feel like you're you haven't found someone that's meshed well with you and i wish and like there the was other a thing good way to, to find from this guy's point of view is like okay these dates are going well but like how much do you want them to like advance further it's just like oh like it went well like let's set up date two right like how much do you actually like care about the person you're dating to and like want to get to know them to me since it seems like if this guy wants any advice and it's like the dating updates are what he seems to be going on mostly and then like the vibes or something is off clearly on the first date where there's no second date i think that if he's a sociable guy like people say and he's decently good looking that just like going out and like approaching people that you're attracted to and like having just a quick conversation to get that like initial vibe figured out before going on a date could be helpful like the bar is just like the typical place that people always like talk about hitting on people yeah and so i don't have any other advice if you're looking for a different location but to me that would be the easiest way to like feel out a vibe beforehand before asking someone out or like asking for their number whatever and maybe that would at least help him out i don't know but again it has to be the right person or a right person Mm-hmm. so i went through all the ones that i thought were good so okay this was just like a stupid one but whatever no stupid questions why is it that when i'm inside my home i can hear the people slash traffic slash birds outside very clearly but when i'm outside my home i can't hear anything going on inside my home like people tv and music we can hear outside our home pretty clearly. <laughs> um, but I also, I don't know if we can hear anything inside when we're outside. 
it must just have something to do with the insulation is all i can say i'm not an engineer so my only thought was because i saw this and i was like well i think this is the case i mean obviously it's the case everywhere but i've never really thought about it and i just feel like maybe when you're outside there's just so much more noise that like it wouldn't you wouldn't hear just like the little minute sound coming from someone's house versus, versus like inside it's quiet inside quiet relaxing whatever there's so much more sound outside that it's like it's like a concentration gradient yeah. <laughs> you know the sound fills in the space that it's not versus when i'm outside it's already there's already full. it's already full of sound does that make sense i think yeah I think the concentration like gradient most, of sound <laughs> the theory that we talk about yeah very well-known theory this next question is why are we so obsessed with world records in fourth grade i was at my peak like fascination with world records and anytime like I owned I think the 2008 world records book and then anytime like we had book fairs at like school I'd be like world record book I need to see it now um I think it's just like to be the most or least of whatever category you could possibly think of is like oh no one else in the world can do that you are the one yeah you're him or her. <laughs> I also think there's so many niche records at this point that not to say it wouldn't require like work or effort, but if you find something just niche enough, like you could be the the most released, like you could be a world record holder and like anyone could do that, mm-hmm. you know, anyone could do it. And so I feel like there's this level of attainability that people are like, I think I could do that. Like I could beat that. And throw like anyone can. Throwback to, this was like the start of a video idea that we had we were still in like high school at this point um but we before making the video we were like let's like just see how feasible we think this could possibly be for like beating the back handspring world record it was like in the 40s or 50s yeah and, and we're like at the time we were kind of like you know it might be doable no we did like 11 and we were dying and so we didn't proceed to try to do anymore like we literally we got to we took our dad with us to a baseball field because he was gonna help us film and stuff and we're like scrap this scrap the video (laughs) this is not happening we tried it i think each once and then we're like no i was like 11 is a long ways from 30 to 40 times four or five more Uh uh-uh so props to whoever holds the record for that because wow yeah or have you seen this is one i never get the plank world record four hours for a girl and like eight hours and like for a i guy. know their form's like, not even good but like still i, I don't could not even imagine like the shoulder and core strength for that it's just insane yeah didn't some guy just break the world record for like push-ups like most push-ups in a certain amount of time i don't know people were like trashing his push-ups because they weren't very good and so people were like mostly like military people were like in my hair in my head i just keep hearing like one 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 because <laughs> they're like not doing proper form so i thought that was funny okay i have another question <laughs> i found a lot um after graduating from a specific undergraduate program from a specific university could i then re-enroll in that same university and program and get a second identical degree that's interesting has anyone ever tried <laughs> doing that because like could you do that uh, i want to know your, your thoughts and then i have my own thoughts i feel like technically Here's what I think. I think technically you could sign up for the class because I think who's to say, no, you can't take this class even if you already took and passed it. But I think if you were to get to the point of degree conferral, they would say, 
you already have this degree, so we are not issuing you another one. So I think you could take the classes as much as you want, probably. The university would eat that but up. be like, yes, come back. Keep coming back. Okay. Feel free. That's a similar thought to what I had because I figured, I was thinking even if you took different classes to fill the same requirements, I think it, when it was all said and done, they'd be like, you've already met the requirements for this degree so that you, you already have, have the degree. So we can't give you another one because you already met the requirements. So I don't think that they would be able to give you another degree. No. But I didn't look at any of the comments on this one. Um, someone said no because retaking class usually just changes the grade of the class rather than counting towards a new class. See, I think you have to go like my route. Like you have to take different classes to meet the same. But then some of them are required. So yeah. you have to take it twice. So I'm leaning towards no. I don't think I don't you think could. that. Yeah. Okay. Um, last one. If an outlet is turned on via a switch, but nothing is plugged into the switch, is it still using electricity? What switch? Where's the switch? Like, you just have something plugged in, but it's not on. Or, like, your phone charger's plugged in, but your oh. phone's not plugged in. I would say... I've always wondered this, and I don't think I ever, like, have to I mean, figure like, out what the answer is. If I were to, like, have my phone charger plugged in, it's, like, something's not connecting or completing the, the circuit. circuit. Okay. So then I was gonna, just going to say that. When so my phone no. does... Because I touch the end of my cord and guess when it's not shocking me. But when I plug my phone in, the circuit's not completed. So then, so then electricity is running through it. Okay. I agree that with was that. My th- that's my thought. Um, someone said the phone charger itself will consume a little power more when charging. Um, someone said there's no circuit, there's no flow. Which we should know that because we took physics and so. Yeah. We were right. Physics was a fever dream. Yeah. Don't ask me anything. Especially physics too. All I know is V equals VOTAT. Do you remember that? Yeah. Which is velocity equals initial velocity plus acceleration times time. That's all I got. And that's all we have for this episode. Yeah. Um, hopefully you guys enjoyed. Let us know if you want us to continue exploring this subreddit anymore. Explore other subreddits that we mentioned before. And yeah, you can subscribe to us on YouTube if you're watching the video version. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And we will talk to you guys next Thursday. Bye. Bye.